Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. It's time now for our South Carolina New Football Game of the Week. I'm Rich Yellow alongside Clinton Robinson Sr. We'll be bringing you all the action from the first quarter to the final quarter. We'll give you some recaps of last night around the uh, low country and what happened, of course, uh, in high school football. We were at that game, Wando and uh, Wando, of course, and you look at the Fort Sidelines, the crowd just went bananas. 
Yeah, that it did. He is a go to two. Let's see if they can add some insult to injury. Up the middle, number two, but it's not happening today. Not on the lock to the Raiders. And now here we go with 8.30 remaining in the first field. One play, one drive, and then there you go. It's going to take some offense. So we started with the same game from last night. And again, like I mentioned, Clint and I, and of course, the uh, sports TV fam was hanging out over at Rondo. Last night it was a great game if you're a uh, Patriot. It was big time action for a lot of our guys as we were able to get in. They win coming out of that was a 41 to seven victory. Now here's how it worked out. Dwayne Wright ran for 209 yards and three touchdowns to lead the fort. Now six and zero past Wando, who falls down to one and five. Now Zoltan Osborne hit 18 for 31, passed over 206 yards, two touchdowns. For the Patriots, uh, the one guy that I think a lot of guys aren't looking at but need to get on that radar is Mr. O.J. Washington. He is a guy that can get it done in big-time fashion. It's almost like watching a video game. When he catches the ball, it's as if he hits that that X, that Y together, and he just gets off into an entire different world, and he leaves about three or four guys behind him. But we mentioned Dwayne Wright. He's doing everything right for the Patriots. He's close to about 750 yards in only six games. He's a kid that will drain you. He will drag three or four of your ball players. We'll get more into that here after the kickoff as uh, the Fort now lines up with 8.30 remaining in the first quarter. So six to nothing lead for the Patriots. The battle for the North, as they call it here. Great crowd on both sides of the field. And we're coming to you live here in the Big time in the big house, if you will, with the Patriots play on Friday night. Here's an onside kick, and it's in the hands of uh, that's the Raiders. Clinton, you start to see here, what does uh, the Raiders have to do if they come back now and uh, have to probably, I would say, score quick in response? Uh, they definitely have to come back with the same intensity as what um, Fort Dorchester started off with. Coach Anton has to find out how to get that ball down the field as quick as possible to try to deflate the uh, the offense, excuse me, deflate the defense of Fort Dorchester. And right off the rip, they're starting at pretty good field position. So let's see how hard it's going to be or how easy it's going to be. Well, I tell you what's going to be hard is reading the numbers on these jerseys. Uh, the guys over in North Charleston, the Raiders, didn't help us on the broadcasting side because the jerseys match the same colors the numbers. Here's the quarterback goes right up the middle. This kid's got some speed. I believe it's a number one up the middle there. Clint, you're a little bit closer to the action. The one thing that I think the Raiders come into this league, and I've seen it all year long as we've been at most of the series watching these guys play, is they've got a, a different type of speed that they bring to this game, whether it be the 8, the 10, or even the 12. Yeah, they definitely have a it's – an, it's an unorthodox um, – offense that they run, but it's effective. It's real It's real simple. Uh, get the guy over there, get him in the gap, and yes, the speed counts and speed hurts, and that's exactly what they try to do. They'll keep hitting you with the same five plays all game long until it becomes just the norm, and, it, and it's effective. That's the crazy thing about it. The same play, you would think they run the same thing that eventually somebody would pick up on it. They pick up on it, but they still can't stop it. Yeah, they cannot do that. As now you see, it's going to set up a manageable third down. Spotted up to the 41, the right hash mark. No receivers out there. They're just loading the boxes and running the horses up the middle for the same play to get a first down. Move the change. It's 651 remaining. It's now still 6 nothing here 
in the first quarter. They spot the ball on the right house mark around the 39. Again, playing that smash mouth football here at 12 years. This is our South Carolina youth football game of the week. Jay Williams, the commissioner, brings us in and around your town. We're uh, waiting to see our assignment for next week. We'll talk about that here just a little bit in between the breaks. And i got to tell you, these two teams move extremely fast. And that's kind of how they live. A lot of plays, trying to get a lot of points with 625, counting it down in the shotgun formation. He takes it, quarterback keeper up the middle, dragging him a few along the way across the 35, and finally pulled back. But Ford's motion should keep him at the 35. A nice five-yard pickup there. Should come up now second and five. Clint with 610. And the Patriots, the Patriots, the Patriots. It's, it's real, it's real, real tough getting down the field like they used to. The NC Raiders might have found their match. We'll see. It is early, only five minutes into the first quarter, but those stops right there are actually getting them. So we'll see. We'll see if they can finally finish off and do what they have to do. Right now, second down, just a few yards to go. Uh, I don't know if that was a flag. I thought it was only third or fourth down on that one. Oh, there was a bad snap. The quarterback regroup gets it back in here. Not sure what happened there, but we are going to go now and redo that down. So they went back to the 39. But they find themselves right back to the 35. And this deja vu just took place here. The 520 remaining in the first quarter. It's not the of the 12 U. Again, earlier today, if you missed it, the action with the 8 U went to the Good with the Patriots. The has got it done there. And then on the 10 it was all they could handle. And a lot more because the Raiders got the dub out of that one. Line it up. One receiver to the right side. Handed to the running back to the right side. He runs across. Dragon. One, two, three. Counted as he breaks the 30 to the 25. And then at the 24 on the right half mark. Oh, most definitely. Like I told you, Rich. Same play over and over again. You tell me when you see a change. And I'll tell you when I can start seeing those numbers on the back of that jersey. It's been the same place, time at the time at the time again. And eventually, they hope that it's going to break. And they've been moving the ball, so it might be softening up just a little bit. And that's all they need is just that one time so they can put it in and get that six. We'll wait until they can do it to get back to the line of scrimmage. One line of scrimmage to the right side. Put it back to the Run it back to the right side. Put it back to the right side. And get maybe no fighting. Great job there by using his upper body to get that lead and use his legs to kind of push off and to get close to the 20. They'll mark him around the 20. We'll give him the 20. That's be nice. And uh, now that to make it a second down, and it looks about six. He was 13. Counting it down. Still with the lead. The Patriots here. Just early in the first play. Quarterback keeper got it all the way into the end zone and still kind of tipping away the Raiders. This is a team that is a very strong second half program. Usually when the play, it almost looked like Fort Dorchester was blitzing on that, which made the uh, running back change directions. And, you know, unless it's actually playing like that, it's hard for the linemen to even keep up and know where the running back is. 
So, of course, the holding got called. They bring it back a little bit, and that looks like a long second down. Second down in the country mile here. They spot the ball in the middle of the field. It's a 35, 333, and counting down 6 nothing Patriots to 12U over the 12U Raiders. The battle of the north with one receiver to the right side. Shotgun formation. They look to the sideline for the play. Run it back, stands to his right side. He's at the Patriots 39. Yeah, he's going to keep it, no doubt there. Again, the same play over and over. Finally, the defense has made the adjustments, and he'll get a little bit, but not much as he gets away to the six-yard line. Yeah, not much on that one. Again, they, they do. They keep running the same thing. I know people, it sounds like we keep repeating it, but we're only calling what we're seeing. And it's the same play that's been ran about over a dozen times already just here in this first, in the last two and a half minutes that uh, have went off. So we'll see if the Raiders got to come up with something new if they don't put in a trick play. Oh, and there something goes. And there you go right there. We'll see if uh, that's going to be on the field. So a little bit of placement there coming in a little early, maybe a little easier to try to get something out of nothing. There's what was now 37 to get it around 34. At the 30. And again, you look at the score, 230, counting down, first quarter, six nothing, 12, you pay for this over the 12, you Raiders. Battle of the North is one of the to the right side, quarterback there. The running back actually moved before the ball was snapped. Nobody made the call there, so the Raiders get away with one. You saw that, Clinton? I'm not sure if you were in position to see that guy. All of a sudden, he leaned and he almost took a step before the ball was snapped in the, court, in the running back. Yeah, and I think, believe it or not, Richie, those type of things happen here in this youth league because they're anxious. They want to get that first down. They want to make it quick, and they want to beat those guys to the ball. Just like you talked about earlier, the speed. Well, sometimes those guys have that tendency to try to move just a little too quick to try to get that extra step when it's not working for you. 145, and they stopped the whistle. Time out. We'll stay here with you. Let's talk a little bit about last night's scores around the Lake Country. So Sabbath gets not only the win, they win the region of their season. And tell you what, Johnny Waters has done a great job putting together a really impressive group of uh, ball players. I think one of them is here today. They like uh, the latest play. If I'm not mistaken, you probably played on that latest team over on that other side. But they do beat what it out. Keep their hopes high. 
Uh, let them know it's okay to make those mistakes. You've got to come back and try to capitalize the best you can. But, Rich, it's fourth down, and whoo, that looks like one of those country miles we've been always driving down. Well, they're going to need an Uber ride to get a first down. Fourth and 20 on the 33. The right has Marcus there to stop the ball with 144 remaining. Six nothing still. Quarterback takes the snap, rolls out to the right, throws it up in the air. He's got the man. He's in the end zone and touchdown. Wow. I tell you what, not over one, but two defenders falling down and catching the ball is going to be the Raiders to tie this one up with 134 remaining. The quarterback took the ball. Rolled out to the left side and was able to find a guy sitting behind the defenders. That's the golden rule for any secondary coach. You don't let the receiver behind you. Yeah, definitely have to teach that, especially at the 12 U, Rich. Uh, you, you're getting close to that B team and that JV. You want to make it. So you definitely have to get back there and start teaching those kids. Fourth down, they had a long way to go. You play it safe and you set those corners and those safeties back to make sure – Things like that do not happen. Here we go now with 134. They're setting up for the two-point conversion. Takes the snap. Quarterback keeper up the middle. Does he get it? Back to Boss. I think he fell short, and he did. So, like that, it'll be now 134 in the first quarter. We're going to take a break. We come back. We'll get some more action. You're listening to the South Carolina Youth Football Association. It is the game of the week. Don't go anywhere. It's all for it. In North Charleston and the Raiders in the Battle of the North tied up at six with one thirty four remaining right here in the first year. Quarter after. 
All right, it's only a minute and 15 seconds left, people, in the first quarter. So that means, and it's an eight-minute quarter, or Dorchester scored on the first play of the game. Maybe took 30 seconds off the clock, if that. Now, Raiders have had the ball the entire time trying to push that ball down the field. Of course, Fort Dorchester's defense might be a little bit tired, but my goodness, their offense has been chomping at the bit to get back on this field, Rich. And now they're back out on the field, and with 114, they're all tied up. Big, big spot the ball quickly on the left edge mark. Around the 42, give it to him at the 43. Heading towards Northwestern Road. Just one to shoot it to the right side. Two, great pass to the right side, and a great job of assignment football by the Raiders. It was a great pass out to number four for the Patriots, but uh, this young man, again, it's hard to see the numbers because it matches their jerseys and an all-black unit today. The Raiders use that speed and discipline to make them pay for a decision. They're going to have to go back to the drawing boards under a minute. All tied up the two. Yeah, that that looks those that play looked real familiar. I think I've seen that play before on a Friday night, Richie. <laughs> yes, I remember. Now they set it up here on the right hash mark. They're getting on the forty. Quick pass to the right side, leaning them just a little bit much. Attended for the Ford Chester. Again, number four seems to be the hot hand for the quarterback as he looks over there. Number one is a quarterback. This kid, by the way, has got great speed. So he's also one of those dual threat kids that can usually make the adjustment. That my thing is when you put one receiver out there, you know, really limit yourself to have a check off on that right side or that left side. And everybody kind of knows that may be the way you're going to go. Number four, Jaden Kelly. I don't know if you remember him, Rich, but he was just on the SC Sunday Showcase. He was just in the lab last weekend. So it's going to be interesting. Finally get a chance to see him live. And I tell you, he had that man beat, and there he goes again with the ball around the outside, but gets met by a host of Raiders. Yeah, quick snap, quick, uh, quick run over to the left side. That's the visitor's side. As they, if they got lucky back to the line of scrimmage, the original line of scrimmage, uh, they got lucky, and I think they did. So at this point, we'll spot the ball back at the 44-yard line. It'll be, uh, I guess we're going to go third and 10. Again, another timeout. This time it's going to be hanging out over there with the Patriots. Let's stay here with you to talk a little bit about some of the other games that happened last night. We told you about James Island, a big win for Coach McCoy, one of the new coaches in the low country, a record amount of coaches that came in and around the low country. As uh, you saw, of course, uh, so many have come through either retired. I don't like to say that fired, but that's what it is. We <laughs> just decided to move on. But uh, Coach McCoy is one of those new dogs that came in here to hunt, and he's doing a good job with the Patriots. Another one. How about this one? Denny, a guy that had not I mean, he's been there. He played there. And now he's coaching over there with Stafford. They went big, 56 to 12. We'll give you more updates out of this. Eight seconds remaining here in the first four, all six across the board. Tied up here. This will be the final play of the game. Another whistle's blown. Let's see what we got here. He wanted to throw that flag, but he decides to keep it in his hand, but he does move him back. And, again, what do you got there, Clinton? False start there on the offense. Looked like that, uh, well, from where I'm standing, the right-hand side, Rich, be almost to your left, I believe, where you're at. Left-hand side jumped off a little bit too early. I think they were trying to get that playoff within the last eight seconds or .8 seconds or whatever it was. Uh, real surprising that they just didn't take a break, especially after number four just went down, that we, they wouldn't just take the advantage to give those guys a break.
a breather and go back to the drawing board. Eh, why? Keep with plan A. Go back to plan A. It was working. It will continue to work because you have those kids disciplined enough. Trust the process. Go back to plan A. Yes, no doubt about it. Trust the process. And that is what they'll do here. It's all tied up here after a quarter of play. It's been a good quarter here. Only it took four to test in 30 seconds and one play to score. They haven't seen the end zone since then. Haven't they had the ball much because the one thing the Raiders do is they not only run the ball, they run the clock. And they've got time management on this side as it's all tied up here with a couple of seconds into now the second quarter. Quarterback takes it. He's going to roll it out here to the right side. He takes a big hit. Not enough. He still calls him there. Fumble on the ball. And he takes a bad hit. It's the dirt. We'll see what happens. Either way, it's going to be a turnover on downs. It's a 50. And either way, we'll get the ball now. It looks like two. North Carlson and the Raiders. So now they're moving six, set it up for the Raiders to see board. Again, the Raiders played good football. They gave them just enough, but almost too much there, Clinton. They almost uh, got their first down. They just saw a little bit of walking to help out with my passing. <laughs> Rich, I, that, that was a hard one to see uh, within all the pile that was going on. But, hey, you know how we go. We don't ever try to test or even contest the referees on what they see and what they do. Their house has kind of their rules right now. So we'll play by them, but that was close. I thought the knee went down. Uh, Raiders got the ball. They'll go the opposite direction. Kind of hard to see again with the all black, almost the men in black, shall we say, the young men in black. Kind of hard to see it as they take a timeout and try to get some of their situation together. Number one, I would have loved to have seen him uh, more effective on that second series. We'll see if the Patriots come back with a plan. Their defense is back out there after being out there for almost a full seven and a half minutes. They're back out there again. We'll see if they're tired, if they can hold up, if they had a long enough breather in between. Yes, sir, we, uh, we may try to get you up there. You see Jay Williams is kind of hiding out behind the line. There might be a good spot for you to stand uh, with us having this amazing full access, open opportunity to cover these games. We've got to move wherever we want as long as we don't get in the way and don't assist on a tackle or a block or a pick. I think we'll be fine. And, of course, uh, we uh, do appreciate Jay Williams and the entire South Carolina Youth Football Association, to which we are the official radio team of the SEC version of this league. Don't forget, coming up, they do have playoffs. We'll give you that during our halftime intermission here. Talk a little about uh, where we will be and uh, possibly – Stay tuned. There may be some big news coming out of that as well. Not only can you hear, well, you might be able to see it with some uh, live TV. They break the huddle, and they're going to come to the shotgun. Quick roll to the right side. The quarterback keeper across the 45 is going to lean into the 40. They're giving that at the 48. It's a very close first down. They should move the chains. But the tip of the ball should have just enough, and there they go, another first down. Clinton, you've done a really good job in the last few years of being a voice for these young athletes down here at Voice Sports, and now it's partnering together. Watch out for the NWO and Sports Radio and taking full steam on a Saturday night. But it's the Raiders oh. to me that seems to kind of set the tone in youth football when it comes to uh, what what happens. I know now, of course, uh, here at the fourth, these guys are really getting things running, but they're challenged here tonight is against, uh, you know, one of the best in the league. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. And for some reason, 
it, it got a little personal. You know, we did the little, we did the lab. We went over there and we were talking to Coach Anton, and it's North against North, right? North Charleston against North Charleston. Both teams are based out of the same city, the same county. Now it's all about, well, who actually runs the North? And tonight, that's kind of what it's all about. So I, I foresee this to be a small but fun rivalry moving on in the season. Uh, 2021 is probably going to be the same thing again. It'll be a big, it'll be a nice house crowd. Both sides brought out a nice, wonderful crowd. Everybody's respectful. They're mindful, and they are just enjoying what seems to be one heck of a game at 6-6. Big, 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 that's kind of the way it works, and this kid is a determined young man to get a first down. As he gets all the way to the 31, he'll be just a little bit shy. We'll see, maybe moving the chains. We'll see if he prematurely does it. I don't think he got enough for a first down. He needed the 30, got to the 31. He come up a very manageable now, third down and one. Again, you're looking at the opportunity here for the same play over and over and over. And it's kind of like fighting in a boxing match. You just Gabbing at him just enough and hitting those body shots until you finally knock him down. And look at this, right up the gut. He's going to get the first and a few extra yards for security. Move the chains on the 27, they fall. Well, Richie, just like you said, hey, body blow, body blow, body blow. And what actually happens after a few body blows in boxing? The guy drops his hands. The man comes up with a left or right hook, lights out, right? So guess what? The same thing applies here with Coach Anton, and I can't say this goes for everybody, but this seems like his style, this seems like his way of play is to keep gut, 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 and then all of a sudden you think you know what's coming, and bam, something else he throws in there and changes up the whole game. Well, they just ran another play, another quarterback key for what they the receivers on this team. And really, honestly, set up more tight ends for the blocking scheme. Is now with 525, set the ball on the 28, got to bring up the second down. And uh, a manageable nine. I'll put it actually on the 27. So second and nine on the 27. Second quarter. All six is on the board. Five eleven. Remaining here until the half. Coming up at halftime, we'll talk about the forecast, if you will, for the playoffs. They snuck up, load up the box, and bring it out the shotgun. High snap. Quarterback gives it to the running back. Again, he shakes them out. Look at the young man and he flexes his muscles on the 46 for the Patriots. Gets him for a tackle loss and around the 32-yard line. Great job by playing that assignment football. Well, definitely good play on Fort Dorchester's uh, behalf on that one. Third and 13, kind of looks familiar, Rich. Looks like they've been down this road before. What does NC Raiders have to do to get out of this rut, to get out of this funk, stop getting backed up? What does Ford have to do to keep them backing up? And what can the offense do to get on the field and play again like they did on the first play of the game? Those questions are all over the air. Somebody's just got to pick it out and find out what to do. Here we go now for a seven remaining. North Charleston, the Raiders with the ball. The 12U taking on the 12U Patriots. Timeout and Lakeside Raiders. They We'll do it with 401 remaining here. 6 6 is the score in the second quarter. When we're here under the lights in the big house where the Patriots play on Friday night, where they take Steve McCrabb for allowing the young guys to, I know, I, I would say kind of check them box. It's kind of a dream for these guys. You know, the cool thing about this is on Friday nights, the three games that we were at home, 
it started the first game here at home when we recognized the 8U. Then the second week, it was the 10U. And here, the final game, which was senior night, right? We ended up having the 12U guys come out with the flag. But to me, this is a lot bigger deal than you just playing at a rec center down the road. You're literally playing at a place that hopefully you're going to be playing for the next 10 to 12 years. Depends on when you jump in this league from 8 to 18. Man, I mean, what a great opportunity to be a part of something special. It's got to be. It's got to be that feeling, Richie. Uh, these guys come out here holding the flag, waving it the same way that happens on Friday nights when those guys score. Come on. That's got to be a hype in itself to come out the same way. I'm surprised. I, I might have missed it, but I didn't see the fire extinguisher smoke. I didn't see any of that stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised if later on down the road it doesn't start happening and they start getting that lean with it, rock with it, or even bring a bus up. They don't need a long bus, just a short one. And no doubt here is now the boys of the Raiders come out with 401 remaining in the second quarter, 30 14 on the third of two. Quarterback on the swing, the rock in the air, batted down, but he did it intercepted. Here comes back up with the five. He's looking out there, some laundry on the field around the 30. Young man's going to come out there, I believe it's number eight, just checking the numbers here. He's going to get to the 25 before he's met and introduced to some of the boys. From the other side of North Charleston, but he's going to celebrate for a moment there. Number eight, the a receiver. The ball in the air floated way too much, and he got a nice read on it. He turned his shoulders and ran it back out of the end zone. The penalty is probably going to go against the Raiders because you see they're going to defer it from the 12 new Patriots. And just like that, 343 remaining. It's now turnover with an interception and about a 17-yard return. Number eight on the defense. Great job there, Clinton, for the secondary man to become that receiver. Well, I think what happened is, Richie, they tried to go back again and pick on that young man over there in the corner, and he said, no way, not going to happen again, not on my watch. Step back, got behind it, got underneath that right, that floater, floater, and just took advantage of everything that quarterback was trying to do. Got in front of the guy, got between the ball, and, hey, here's your interception. Offense back out on the field. Now the group change over, and now number one, he's going to quarterback, so he's become a running back. They get it to him up the middle, and he fights for every inch. He got a big game there in the first series. Going to get the ball up somewhere. It looks like around the 34-yard line. That's a nice pickup, and looks like give him about, we'll be generous at six yards. Now let's get a seven. Try to make it second and three. Coming at you in the middle of the field. Now field receptor. Is tied up. 255 is counted down here in the second quarter. Marching towards Northwestern Road. Load up the box. No receivers on the field. They'll do it all here with that big power running game. And here comes number one, and he's going to bust across the 35 and met, but not before he gets the first down. Ever at the 38 yard line. They'll spot the ball in the left half mark. These guys are really going at it, Rich. I think this game is going to be one of those that you probably want to stay tuned in, people. You want to know what's going on with this one because it's, the way these guys are out here playing is you got to see it to believe it. Don't get me wrong. Richie and myself can tell you everything that's happening, but until you actually see it for yourself, you will not believe it. Number one is a powerhouse runner, and he's trying to hold on to that ball. These guys are doing a little scuffling after. Nothing major, nothing bad. Referees, of course, are talking. Little laundry on the field. Referees are talking, but it's not the major two happening. I think this good sportsmanship that's still being conducted, but I think they're going to try to strip that ball again to get that fumble to try to take some of that air out of that balloon, Richie. 
Well, they're going to have to do something here. The flags, uh, I think, are called here. We're waiting to see what they're going to do. And, again, we're not kind of looking at this. Now it's first and five, so it was uh, on North South and the Raiders. They'll move the ball up to about the 43-yard line. left pass mark. Full house with the running back. Quarterback keeper is off the 50. Stiff arms a man drags three of those right jerseys with him to the 44. Move the chains and in the Raiders territory. With two minutes remaining, it's all tied up at six. Clint, these guys have got to get the ball moving in a hurry. It looks like a timeout for the Patriots as we'll start seeing a little bit of that chess match going into halftime. Listen, I think they took advantage of the clock. They got a couple more timeouts left. Hey, so why not use them? Two minutes left before the half. You're making a slow drive. You're making a drive down the field. Now, penalties helped you, of course. The interception definitely helped you because it gave the ball back. Now your offense is actually moving the ball down the field. Now, what say you? What kind of play would you come out right now and play? Do you go for the gut or do you just try to move the ball down the field, use another timeout, and then try to throw it deep? Let's see what the Patriots going to do. They got a great offensive coordinator over there for the 12U. Let's put them to the test. Two minutes left. You call the play. You know, if I'm him, I'm going to go in the air. Because of the fact that I've ran the ball three or four times, you see the lineup already set up for me. They kind of put that guy up there kind of early with two minutes remaining and six, six, five here in the second quarter. They spot the ball about the 44 of North Carolina in the center of the field heading towards Northwestern Road. Watch out for that young man to the right side. He's the lone receiver on the field. They're going to hand it up the middle, and guess what? They knew it. Number three, he's the second number two gets the ball, but he doesn't get much. If he got back to the line of scrimmage, he was lucky. Yeah, very lucky. Yeah, very lucky on that one. Uh, going up that middle right now, it, it works for it works a couple of times. It worked a couple of times. Me, I'm just like you, Rich. I probably would have went with the old little razzle dazzle, something to the outside. Use that speed of number one. Use that speed of number four. Get them to the outside. See what they can do, and or fake that outside and throw it deep to either one. Here it comes, Rich. He's going to throw it back to the right side. He's got the man and hits him, but he drops it. Man, did he have him. Didn't get the pass. Probably, I'd say he's a little short, but that young man's an athlete. He's got to come up with that one in his hands, and they say if it hits the hands, he's got to catch the ball. It's his 12U. We get it. But a great job and a great, uh, I would say, um, uh, athletic move to try to pull it off the dirt. And they'll stop the clock at 115. They'll tie it up at 66. They've caught the ball. Back on the 44, now third and 10. Center of the field, still the same formation, lining up the box there on the front line. Just one receiver to the right side on the center. Rolls out, got the feet coming, and he threw it and almost takes off, but he got third, a later sandwich in the back as the quarterback was hit number four and took a lick and got back up. Yeah, that, he took, he definitely took one just then, Rich. I don't know if he heard it coming and stopped in full and mid-swing of throwing that football. But I tell you what, the pigskin didn't go anywhere near the wide receiver on that one. So 110 left. Let's see what they come up with. It's still 6-6, ladies and gentlemen. These guys are still in the game. Oh, and there goes your timeout on the Patriots. Again, clock management is one of those things. Right now, it's not your friend and it's not your enemy. You still have time to come up with something. Uh, it's what, third? Excuse me, fourth down. So, what we always say, 
Richie, you and I have been together for the last few weeks doing this thing. What's one thing that you do not give the NC Raiders? Well, first of all, you, you don't give them any breathing room. And number two, you don't give them a second life because they'll take advantage of it more and better than anybody. And for me, this is a team that's kind of like an old card. They, they start a little slow, but, boy, they start heating up and rolling fast into the fourth quarter. So, to me, we got to get a little bit of points on the board. This is a little different team because we've seen this Raiders team get better game after game. There's a reason their record is the way it is coming in here tonight. If you get back to the field with one point, spot the ball in the 45, dead center. They're going to hand it up the middle, and they paid for it because the Raiders just laid the wood around the 42, and he's well short of the first down. That's going to be a turnover on downs. And again, Clint, I'm not the coach, but I got to wonder, do you not set out a couple of receivers, even on the same side, so they can't pick on one or the other, and come from a shotgun formation, you bring your running back to the right side, give them some protection, and that seems to be where the heat's coming from, and roll out and try to throw it between those two guys, either four or one, try to get something done. Yeah, you got to change it, and you got to change the side of your field. Um, They've had those guys spread out on the same side of the field all game long. Switch to the other side, test the other corner every now and again. Uh, running the play with fourth and long, maybe it was just a field position thing. I don't know, but I know it's a minute four left on the clock, and we have seen the NC Raiders score in less. And they're looking at the wristbands. They break the huddle. We're under a minute. The clock kicks and it now starts with the Raiders on the board now. They say run towards the end zone where the scoreboard is, and it looks like they're going to play a game of uh, – Look that mouse here, too, as you see a little bit of pushing and shoving under 40 seconds now. This is going to be possibly the final play coming up of the second quarter, six is the score. And this is what you wanted. This is why this is the game of the week. We talked about this for, what, the last three or four weeks between being at Danny Jones, being in Summerville, being at the Woods, being over there at Ashley Ridge. We knew when we saw this game at the final point of the regular season that this one was going to be for all the marbles, not just in the SEC, East versus West, but around the North area as well. Quick snap, quarterback rolls it out to the right side. Let's see if he can break around the 45. It's the 50. Jumps out of bounds. And I tell you, I think he's been very short or close, if you would, there to the first down, but they're going to give it to him at the 50. But he rolls out of bounds, and they should stop the clock. We'll see if they Get anything here with 5.2, and for the Raiders, that's like having about 45 seconds. So that's all they really need to put six on the board. Yeah, they're, they're going to take it. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I don't know if I go for anything wild. Uh, go ahead and either run the same thing again or come to that left side with a long pass. Maybe even change it up a little bit and see some of the other side of the field. It's going to be real interesting. You have five seconds left. Don't do anything crazy that you might regret. Here we go now, and we've stepped up here, but they six six five five point two seconds. Got the ball dead middle of the field on the 50. Here comes the ball back to our side, and they're running to the left. The quarterback hands it to the running back, goes to the 40, and finally goes out to 36. That'll do it for the first half, and they've played two quarters, and it's all but really, honestly, while it's 6-6, it's like not playing at all there, Clinton. Uh, tomorrow night, you're going to be back on the air live at uh, 6 o'clock, three solid hours of uh, sports radio. should be a lot of fun. You'll be recapping all the scores and highlights from the South Carolina Youth Football Association. I know you talk about high school as well. Keller, what's on the docket for tomorrow night in the lab? 
Well, tomorrow, as you say, Richie, let's talk about the rankings. Let's talk about the upcoming playoffs, where they're going to be, who might be in them, because all of those things should be coming up soon. You know how we do. Inside the lab, we always have a topic of the day. Well, tomorrow's topic, ladies and gentlemen, would you rather take a win or would you rather just have a good game? That means development. Those guys played well. Hey, if a player can go in there and get three or four sacks, an interception, maybe a fumble recovery, is that enough? Is that enough? Are you going to be selfish or are you going to be a team player? Which one is it? Which side are we going with? So, would you rather have a win or would you rather have a good game? We're going to talk about it tomorrow on the SC Sunday Showcase in the lab only on the station that you should be dialing into, and that's Southern Sports Central, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the professor. I got some work to go do, Rich, some more recon. I got to get my research department busy and at work so we can get ready for the show tomorrow. I appreciate you. We thank Fort Dorchester High School. We thank Fort Dorchester Youth Program. We thank the NC Raiders for coming on out, and the Battle of the North, the second half, will be up here soon in about seven to eight minutes. There you go, buddy. Be safe on the way home. Appreciate the entertainment here in the first half, and you and I will catch up here in a few, buddy. Take care. Yes, sir. God bless. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Clinton Robinson Sr. He hung out with us for a couple of weeks here. He and I uh, get a chance to do this every Saturday night. We're going to take a quick break. Calls for the calls. That is halftime here at the port. It is a 12U battle of the North. Winner take all because it was 8U to the port, 10U to the Raiders tonight. This game right here decides bragging rights for the rest of the year. Don't go anywhere. The second half right after this. Yeah. You know what? I like to play. No dickity, no doubt. Uh. Play on, play at. Play on, play at. Yo, Trey, drop the verse. Going down, face of black street. The homies got at me, collab creations. Bump like agony, no doubt. I put it down, never slouch. As long as my credit can vouch, a dog couldn't catch me. Tell me who could stop with Dre making moves, attracting honeys like a magnet. Giving them orgasms with my mellow accent. Still moving this flavor with the homies, black street and Teddy, the original rough shaker. Shutting it down, good love. Baby got them open all over town. Strictly bitch, you don't play around Cover much ground, got game by the town Getting paid is a forte Each and every day, true play away I can't get her out of my mind Wow, I think about the girl all the time East side to the west side Push the fat drive, it's no surprise She got tricks in the stash Stacking up the cash Fast when it comes to the gas By no means average Baby, you're a perfect 10 I wanna get in Can I get down? So I say I like the way you work, kid No diggity I thought to bag it up I like the way you work, kid No diggity I thought to bag it up This song is to encourage my brothers and my sisters That might be going through some things in your life I want to let you know that Jesus said he would never leave you nor forsake you. You're not in this thing by yourself. Just keep holding on and don't give up. He'll be there for you. Whipping might endure for a night, but here comes the joy. Let's go. Come on. Uh-huh. Make you feel like That's what you'll do right there. What else? Well, 
Melvin here. It is a beautiful night at the Ford. That's right. We're here in the big house, if you will, where the Ford Express Patriots, who are, by the way, Legion champions, are still running the season undefeated after a big win on the road, a 41-7 win, if you will, as they now continue their march, and they, again, are in the, that region of 8-5-A. They're sitting there 4-0. That region action is all done. They finished that off a couple weeks ago with a big win against Somerville, 35-34. They hit the road last night, won that one on the road at Rondo. They'll take over next Friday night. You can hear the game, watch the game, and be a part of the game from your own home if you go to sports. Excuse me, FG Sports TV. Get yourself 1450. Hit that button. Pay for it and sit back, watch, and enjoy. And for you guys who are curious, well, it goes to one of the best causes you could ask for it to. It goes right back to the schools. you got to imagine, you know, uh, with the limited attendance, the gates are nowhere near as full as they usually would be. And this, again, if you think about football, it doesn't just take care of the football sport. It takes care of the entire athletic department. So if you have a young one that plays softball or swimming or tennis or baseball or basketball or any other sport that's funded by the high school league, that money goes right back into not just Fort Dorchester. It goes into whoever else they're playing. So for last night, if you're a Wanda Warrior and you clicked Wanda, well, you got a little chunk of that change last night. And you got an opportunity to put something back in the bucket so that you'll have something to pull out this time in the, well, later in the spring, if you will. Now, again, next week, the Patriots will be traveling. We'll be traveling with them over there to a uh, very, I, I got to tell you, some unstable air in Berkeley because the Stags were uh, knocked down pretty big last night by Somerville. We'll talk about that big upset. And I don't know if it's an upset or not because I got to tell you, Ian Rafferty, after coming in here and building confidence, even though they lost by one, I think they took that confidence with them last night. As uh, boy, I, it was a big win, Somerville, forty-two to twenty, senior night over at McKissick Field. They uh, again represented this side of uh, the region, if you will, and this is the time of year when you see the matchup between regions seven, five A going against region eight, five A. It continues next week, as uh, the fort will be. At Berkeley, and some of it will be at Goose Creek. So, again, we'll keep you up to date on some scores and some other things throughout tonight's uh, remainder of the broadcast. It's 18 minutes left of football. It's still 6-6 after we played 18 minutes. Fort Dorchester, the 12U fellas wearing those gray pants with some uh, pink on the side to represent uh, cancer awareness. And, of course, uh, the pink socks. They also have the signature White helmets and the logo that we all know very well if you're a Patriot. On the other side, it is going to be the Raiders wearing the intimidating jerseys, all black helmets, black jerseys, black pants, black shoes, black socks. And uh, you start to see it being kicked off. So to set this thing up, to get this thing up and running, you'll spot the ball on the 40 and the right hash mark. Fort Rochester, the 12 you Patriots will kick it towards the scoreboard and coming out of the end zone towards Dorchester Road will be that of the Raiders. So in 18 minutes from now, we'll have a winner. We'll also find out who takes home the series. This is the rubber match, as they would call it in baseball. Still trying to get things positioned to where the pain pool. That's a very important part 
of football. Not saying they're the dishwashers of the restaurant, but, boy, without them, you can't really do much. And uh, they're going to restart the ball. They'll blow the whistle. Nine minutes, put on the clock, 6-6, six, six, third quarter, under the lights in Bagwell Stadium. We're going to come see you live in the game of the week. Nice little boot there. It's going to be in and out of the hands. It's a loose ball, and that's a live ball. And the Raiders jump back on it at the 10. Check that to 20. And they'll bring it back out. It'll be first and 10 on the 20. They'll spot the ball on the left hash mark, and that the Raiders offensively will come out as they'll be marching towards Dorchester Road. Talked about the big win last night for Somerville. They did handle business in fashion, represented, of course, that region that they are in, in Region 8-5A. Big-time numbers came out of that one. That's Terrence Geddes rushed for three touchdowns in the green wave. As Lumberville won a robbery between now and a couple of playoff teams coming forward. They won that one again. Now some of them played for four, two, three, one in the region. They, of course, um, getting that 42 to 20 win dropped Berkeley to four and two and three and one in their region. Quick running by the quarterback to the right. Let's check that to the left side and he'll get over there. It looks like again, as it's now the nightfall starts to hit here. In North Charleston, they'll spot the ball in the right hash mark around the 23. We'll give them a game of three, second and seven coming up here on the play. Playoffs, and you're wondering where the fort's going. Well, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be right here at Bagwell Stadium in week one. In two weeks from now, they'll be taking on a team up there in that uh, Columbia area. They'll be coming down here to play the Patriots. Goose Creek, by the way, they'll be hosting a team out of Myrtle Beach and Carolina Force. Berkeley is heading to Sumter. Here's the snap. The quarterback keeper to the left side. He's going to get a lot all the way across into the first down, and he'll get a lot more than that because he finally gets drug out the 35-yard line in Patriot territory, excuse me, in Raider territory on the left hash mark. Back to high school talk here. Again, uh, Somerville will be going up to Dutch Fork, and River Bluff is in the same region as Dutch Fork. They'll be making the trip here to the fort, and that will uh, kind of set up the, the, the entire playoff picture. Now, Fort Dorchester and River Bluff will keep their eyes on Sumter and Berkeley, while Somerville and Dutch Fork will keep their eyes on Goose Creek and Carolina Force. It is a sweet 16 playoff this year. 16 and the best teams will be in the playoffs representing the entire Palmetto State in the playoffs. It's the best eight on the bottom side and the best eight on the upper side, and they'll meet somewhere and uh, December 9th is the state championship game. Now, the word on the street is that it's going to be held in the lower state here in uh, the first year of this because of COVID. They're not going back to the University of South Carolina where they usually play at Williams Rice, and they also play some at Benedict. They're looking for a few, but if they play the lower state this year, they'll play the upper state next year. They're looking for a couple great facilities, and they want to make it a neutral site. You know, you could always go to the two spots down here in Charleston, North Charleston's got a brand-new facility, Wando University, also the high school over there. They've got a great facility as well. You can mix them up. We've got the facilities, the hotels, the restaurants and all. Here's a snap. And off to the right side, he's going to get a nice little block there, goes across the 40, drug down. Great job there by the Patriots. And we're looking for the number. I think it's number eight for the 12-year Patriots. It is. He gets his first shoulder pad on him until his – Buddy's come over to drag him down. A small little game here. That'll bring up a third and manageable five at the 41 on the right hash mark. 
Again, the Raiders with the ball, the 12U Raiders, tied it up right now, 6-6, six, six, under 6. We now hit in the third quarter. A lot of questions about playoffs. We'll talk about the playoffs, actually, in this same league coming out of uh, after the next play here as we, of course, look forward to uh, getting after it, even in the playoffs. Get back to the line of scrimmage, snap the ball, quarterback keeper up the middle. He doesn't get much, and it's not going to be enough for a first down. Still some pushing and shoving. They haven't blown the whistle yet, but they're going to give him some forward progress. It looks like around the 44. He's about two yards shy. Pretty sure they'll go for this one. That's going to set up a fourth and manageable two. They just need the 47, 46, and they're at the 44. 5.15 remaining, a 6-6 tie here in the third quarter. Chilly air tonight. Don't forget to set your clocks back an hour. That's right. You're getting a free hour of sleep thanks to Mother Nature. If you're out there trick-or-treating a little bit later, or if you're out there tonight, you're listening to it as you ride around town. Make sure you double-check the candy. You know the drills, moms and dads. you got to make sure everything's checked out. Quarterback keeper, he got it behind the line, but he thought he's not going to get enough, and he lost some there. If he got back to the line of scrimmage, he's lucky. He leaned it forward, but that's going to be a turnover on downs at the 44 of the Raiders. A great stand-up defensive move there by the Patriots. Good stuff. There, we start to kind of look around now and see what we got going on. Here's how it looks, by the way, for the playoffs. You look at it, it will be, of course, November 7th. Now, this is where it happens. On the east, it'll be held at Stratford. The west, it will be held at Ashley Ridge. I'll be at Ashley Ridge covering that side on the 6th. And on uh, and then we got at Stratford, we'll have Clinton Robinson Senior. He'll be taking care of that side of the division. Then, Coming up at the November 14th date, we'll be right here at the foot where the East will play, where the West will play, and Danny Jones will host the East. Big snap, quick keep, and here goes the quarterback. Finds a gap around the 40. He's got the speed. Number one across the 25. He's still on his feet. Five, four, three, two, one. Give him a touchdown. He's in the end zone waiting for the call, and he got it. That's the difference between accepting a tackle and not and he got it in there, and he ran it all the way from around. It looks like the 44-yard line of the Raiders. So 44-yard rushing touchdown puts up the 12 new Patriots with 415 remaining. A great job. A great play call there. Saw some weak, I'd say some vulnerability on this left side. He rolled out. Number one, again, he plays most of his position. But in that situation, he played a very key factor, and that is, the quarterback keeper. Under center they go. One still has the ball, and he's going to march in with ease. Give him two. So, like that, they'll now put up a 14-6 spread. Great job there, number one, for the 12U Patriots. He's able to run in there. It's, like we mentioned, about a 44-yard run. And that gives the 12U Patriots a nice little lead here with 14-6 with 4.15 remaining. At their second rushing score, and I believe early in the first part of the action was a little under 30 seconds, first play of the game. It was that same young man that ran it for about 44 yards as well. As, uh, he is their hot hand here tonight. Back to some of the conversations with the playoffs. Again, we mentioned it does start up here coming up soon, and that will be November 7th. As I mentioned, two locations. The East will be held at Stratford. The West will be held at Ashley Ridge. We'll be at Ashley Ridge and Stratford. I'll be covering the games at the Ridge 
Clinton Robinson Sr. will be covering the games at Stratford. Then, second round will be held at Danny Jones for the East. In the fourth, we'll be heading it out on the western side of things. That'll be the following weekend on the 14th. Clint Robinson will be over there at Danny Jones. I'll be right here at the fourth. And then the championship game is going to be on the 21st, and that's going to be over there at Woodland. Onside kick, not going to work. It'll be down around the 45, and they'll set it in the middle of the field. Here come the Raiders. Do they have an answer with 4.15 remaining in the third quarter? They'll spot the ball right there square in the middle of the field. Again, if you're looking for some big championship game, that's going to be in Columbia over there at uh, Seven Oaks Park. Four games, the championship for the South Carolina Youth Football Association. We're going to have you covered. We may have some information coming out about some actual opportunities to watch it live on the TV. So stay tuned in Southern Sports Central, trying to do what we can do to get you in and around the youth. This is, our course, our pipeline and our foundation to our Friday Night Lights. You see a lot of these cats down here in the 12U. These will be some of the guys will be playing BT next year. So they'll be playing on their local high school teams as early as a year from now. Here's a snap. Quarterback keeper up the middle. Very familiar play, but it's number 77 for the fourth. You know, I talk about kids that look like they could play the B team tonight, and that young man looks like he's one of them. He shakes his head and says, that was a bad idea, my friend. You might want to think about the other side as he enjoys a little bit of that uh, one-on-one attention there with 327, counting down to the third quarter, 14-6 is the score. 12-U, it is the Battle of the North between North Charleston and the Raiders from Danny Jones and the boys right here in the fourth. Here's the snap. Quarterback keeper rolls out to the left side. He's got a hand on him. He gets out of one. Gets out of another one, but number 77, once again, gives him another opportunity to get his phone number. Is he now going to come back out and says, hey, that didn't work either. Get back to the line of scrimmage. We're going to be saying that's a look. Second and nine, the spot on the 47, left hash mark. We're crossing Raiders, not intimidating jerseys, all black, and even the numbers are black. So it's just one of those things, come out, smash mouth football. Coach Anton is the uh, athletic director over there with that guy. A lot of excitement, a lot of fun here tonight under the lights as we're coming to you with some great football tonight. It is uh, it's a nice chill in there. There's a lot of fun things that are happening. But with 242 remaining, it is a 14-6 game, and it's all Patriots. you got to protect the fort, fellas. you got the jerseys on. you got the pants and the helmets with the dawning logo. It's good time. Here as we uh, sit back and enjoy a beautiful night of uh, Saturday night action. We got time out. Let's take it with them, guys. Let's do 28 remaining. It is a 14 to 6 ball game, and it is all Fort Dorchester and the 12 U boys handing on business here on a Saturday night, guys. Don't go anywhere. We'll get more football right out of this.
back, everybody. Now 228 remaining. 14-6 is the score here as we start to kind of look around. And, uh, again, a lot of great action here happening around the state in the South Carolina Youth Football Association. You can check it all out tomorrow night with Clinton Robinson Sr. He'll be in the lab right here on Southern Sports Central. Kickoff 6 o'clock, three solid hours. Here's the snap. Quarterback tosses it up to the running back right to the left side, and he's kind of goes down, and he sizes up a few of those blue jerseys. Let them know you didn't give it your best. If you did, you better give a little more because that's the move the teams as they get into, of course, the territory with the Patriots. That's going to come up now. First down and 10 on the Patriots' 43-yard line. Football news in the NFL. You saw the Tigers. They almost uh, let one get away. They were in their own backyard. They had a backup quarterback thanks to uh, the word that we don't mention on this network. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, that news broke while we were live on the air on Thursday night. He did not play today, and he will not play next Saturday. That was given out by Davo Sweeney. So that, again, you know, to, to me, I think that's a big deal. You know, you struggled against a team that uh, not – I get their 4-2, and two, but their 4-2 and two in, in a conference is not as impressive as maybe some of the others. And, again, Boston College, you know, uh, again, it just – to me, I thought it was a game that they lost. I don't think that Clemson – you know, looked good in all facets of the game. The quarterback overshot a few after he took a few hits. You wonder if that took some of his ability to uh, measure the receivers deep down the field because, you know, he was hitting guys in stride all throughout the game. But that was one where uh, he would let two or three just wide-open receivers overthrew him by at least 10, maybe 20 yards. So you wonder how much that played a factor in uh, today's game. Now, the game Gamecocks, if you're a South Carolina fan, no worries. They're not playing today. So you don't have to worry about biting your fingernails. And I heard, I haven't seen anything, but I think Auburn's destroying LSU. So how bad is South Carolina when you look at LSU getting destroyed? You beat Auburn. I'd let you know, LSU win. A good friend of mine says it wasn't as bad for the game. Dr. Field and the stats in the boxes. But, hey, four is what matters. Here's a quick handoff up the middle. Spin move, great move there. and gets more yards. And, you know, you see a lot of these young quarterbacks, these running backs. I mean, you know, I'm not saying they weren't. We weren't that good growing up, but some of these kids either have adapted the Madden game modes with the zeros and the Xs and the Ys. Some of them, I think, just, uh, again, watch that YouTube, and, and they live and they learn in the coaching. You know, at this level, you know, maybe it's a little bit better than it was, but these kids are they're definitely coming out here. 147 remaining, 14-6 is the score. Third quarter. Here's the snap, a tall snap there, but he's going to pull it down. He gets across the 38 into the 36. Good job there. If you're a, uh, a Raiders fan, you're able to get something out of nothing. What you hear the clapping down below is the Patriots, and now that's going to bring up a uh, manageable third down, very close to the 35, but spotted at the 36. Right hash mark. They're heading to Dorchester Road. The Raiders with the ball. They trail 14-6. Right at a minute left here in the third quarter. Southern Sports Central, the flagship show, will be back on 6 o'clock on Monday night. You want to jump in and listen? we got a couple players uh, from Oceanside that will jump in, a couple coaches, and, of course, some beat writers, along with uh, Mr. Kevin Miller doing our big man, Reginald Walker, Jr., former player with Penn State, and uh, does a lot of things over there in the uh, Charlotte area. Great run there. Great call by Anton as he gets to the right side. Coach Anton over there, he's the uh, the athletic director for the Raiders. He handed the ball to the right side and ran it right up the uh, 
I guess you say the B gap, and he's able to get the first down, move the chain, spot the ball with the right hash mark. It looks like, again, looking for some of the feet to move, and the ball will be spotted around the 26. This could be the final play of the third quarter. And, again, the Raiders, the one thing about the Raiders that they do is they explode in the fourth quarter. So you wonder if 14-6 to six is enough for the Patriots and the 12U to pull out this dub. Quarterback comes in, shotgun formation, guy to the right side, guy coming back from the right side to the left to run it back, but it wasn't a good idea after all because he tackled behind the line of scrimmage about the 31. Now to do with the final play of that quarter. So like that, we'll take a quick break. We are here live at the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Thanks to Jay Williams. I'm at the other. We'll be right back. It is 14-6, the final quarter with the Patriots, the 12-year boys protecting the fort here tonight against the North Charleston Raiders. Guys, don't go anywhere. Talk about discipline football. 
We stay it on Friday nights. We talk about it on Saturdays and Sundays, but it's a huge deal down here at this level as well. Just the little things you do have a huge effect on what happens afterwards. Now, so with third and 20 and seven twenty remaining here in the fourth quarter, the Raiders are going to come from the shotgun. They'll stand at the Fort Dorchester 41. Quarterback as a running back to his left side. Takes the snap. Bad snap. Here comes the heat. Here comes the sack. Does he get him? He's still on his feet. He's going to get tackled finally around the 37. But you got to give it to the quarterback, man. It looked like he was going to be down with a massive loss of downs. But he's able to kind of scurry his way down with an injured player down on the field. For the Patriots, uh, again, that's going to bring up a very long fourth down. The spot the ball around the 36, about middle of the field. It is the Raiders 12U trailing the 12U for Dorchester Patriots. They are heading toward Dorchester Road. We'll take a quick break as uh, they get this young man off the field. He does get out on his own and get off on his, his own abilities. That's a big thing. We'll be right back. You're listening to the game of the week right here on Southern Sports Central and the South Carolina Youth Football League, guys. Don't go anywhere. Almost heaven, West Virginia, the Blue Ridge Mountains, Life is old as older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home. Country roads. Or if they find a way to steal, that would also help out the cause. Here's number one. 
blowing the whistles. I tell you, number one, you know, he's got that Cam Newton look to him. He's got that same long, lengthy size to him. He stands a little bit taller than some of the other 12 you guys out there. His running patterns are very similar as he's very good at using his arms and switching the ball from the left side to the right side, depending on where the tackle is coming from. And a timeout there quickly by the Ford coming out of it there. He's able to get it before they snap the ball off. 521 remaining, a game of the week. As, uh, we're excited. Don't forget next week now. I will be at Ashley Ridge. They will have a uh, week around one of the playoffs. Clint Robinson Sr. will be at Stratford for that side of the division of the SEC, part of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Quarterback keeper, number one, he's getting back to the 50s, going to the 45. Stand down. 35, 30, 25, and he falls on his own. Again, like I told you, this kid. He has got what it takes, and I can tell you what, the B-team coach for the Ford is here tonight watching, and if uh, he's listening, he ought to be writing down number one's name and number and going down there having a conversation to find out if he's going to be coming down to the the Ford next year because this young man does an incredible job of seeing what's given to him and uh, just kind of taking it, staying in his lane as he throws his shoulders down, puts his hands up. Again, I mentioned how he's able to take the ball and move it from the left side to the right side to keep it out of arm's way of being stripped. Moving the clock there at 452, 14-6 is the lead for the fourth 12-view program. Game of the week, they spotted on 21, first and 10 on the left hash mark, marching towards the scoreboard. One receiver to the left side, and running back to the left side of the quarterback from the shotgun formation. And the whistles are blown. Wait to see what they're going to blow it on here. This could be false start on the offense. They'll move it back five to what was first and 10 on the 21. We'll do it again. First and 15 on the 26 with 432 remaining. Happy Halloween to all of you guys out there who were, was uh, hanging out with us. Game of the week. High school football, of course, took its, uh, took another step, if you will, to heading into the playoffs. We told you about some of the big games last night. Oceanside, how about this one? Oceanside, uh, I, I thought played a great ball game. Joe Call, uh, he was the, uh, I call him the bull shark over there. He's um, very close to getting a win last night. They went in a couple of over, overtimes. Here's a fumble on the play, and it's still on the ground. A great job by the fort. And looking at number three, I think. Nope, let's check at number two. And that's what you call heads up football. Don't stop moving till the whistle's blown. Number two sees the prize in the sky, and he pulls it out of the air. As uh, somebody put a hand on the ball and it went loose now with 354 and counting it down, this is a very important drive as this now is a second and two. They made up the yards they had lost, spot the ball on the left, hash mark at the 13. They're marching towards the scoreboard, and we're under 340 to lead 14-6. 12U Patriots over the 12U Raiders. 333, one receiver left side, quarterback under the shotgun. And the whistles blow. So you do something good. And here we go on the offense, five yards the other way. So, again, second and two from the 13. Just kidding. Second and seven from the 18. <laughs> 329 counting it down here in the fourth quarter. But, again, back to Joe Call. I thought he did a great job playing a very good core legion team out of the uh, Midlands and Gray. You know, they're 2A football. Joe Call and the boys are coming in here in uh, 3A football because they have actually been, you know, they've moved up, but they played in actually uh, a handful of overtime in the final score, 40 
to 34. Now, Oceanside has also clinched a uh, spot in the playoffs. They will host their, the playoffs all the way through. As long as they win, they're in. And uh, it could be a state championship all the way to Johnson Hagen Stadium, which is the home of the Land Sharks this year of Oceanside. Under center, under 258, quarterback keeper. He's going to drag three, four, five, six, maybe guys across to the 10. He looks like Mr. Dwayne Wright, number 23 for our guys on the regular running Friday nights. I tell you what, this kid is a very impressive kid, number one. But Dwayne Wright is a guy who I watch him every week. He's better, he's better, he's better. I mean, he's right now sitting close to seven pitching on Friday nights. And this kid right here, number one, is a kid that I, like I mentioned, our VT coach needs to keep an eye on. The kid is, uh, he's got potential coach. We want to get his name, his number, and find out who his mom and daddy is, make sure he's coming to the fourth. One receiver left side coming from the shotgun. Number one on the chart, number one on the heart, goes back under center, takes the snap. You know he's keeping it. He's running it, and it's in the end zone. Like that, he's running nine yards, putting six points, and all three scores tonight are in his back pocket as it now sends the lead to 20-6, to 214 remaining. And I'm not saying that's the dagger, but, buddy, it's definitely got to be halfway into that uh, – that coffin, if you will, 214 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Now, the Raiders, I got to tell you, you got to score pretty quick or pretty often. You don't want to give them the ball with too much time. You hear the Patriots on their feet here with the 12U Battle of the North on the line. Receiver left side, two-point conversion coming up. 214, spot the ball, run the ball. In the end zone, and there it is, two points, 22 to 6. Good job there by the Patriots. Raining some time off the clock, putting some points on it at the end, and like that with 214 remaining, it is a 22 to 6 lead here tonight. Good times here earlier in game one with the eight youth. That was off for Dorchester. The Patriots won that one, the second one was actually the Raiders across the way. Those guys took that one, and this one would be the rubber match. And for all the bragging rights and 364 days of excitement and social media banter, we can find these guys. I'll tell you what, I think the adults enjoy this sometimes more than the kids do as it becomes a stare-down contest with coaches on sidelines to sideline. And uh, Again, it's been an interesting week between uh, Coach Anton and Coach Nas as these two have uh, you know, it's all a good fun, but it's definitely been some conversation here. Coach is being told there by the referee to back that thing up a little bit. Set it down, kick the ball in and out of the hands of the Raiders. He's going to drop down on a quick at the 40. And let's see what they got with 212 remaining. 22 to 6 is the lead. Next week, we'll get you some air time. And it's going to be kind of different because next week, you know, we got to get together with uh, the commissioner because, again, I'll be over at Ashley Ridge. But on the other side, over at uh, Stratford, will be Clint Robinson Sr. He'll be handing responsibilities for the other side of the SEC division. I'll be handling it over on this side of the uh, interstate. So we'll try to keep you up to date throughout the events here. We'll probably do a couple of different areas of live social media between uh, Southern Sports Central, Voice Sports, and any other avenue we can go through. Championship game at the Wood. Looks like it's going to be televised. Myself, Clint Robert, senior. We'll be broadcasting. I might even get a guy. I got a guy. I may bring a guy on here and let him do some 
some some uh, some color commentating with me. How about that? That'd be a good time. One forty-five. Count it down. Quarterback keeper to the left side. He's going to get all the way to the forty. He's hitting the forty-five to the fifty. Speed and Antonio kills because it's at the thirty to twenty to twenty to the ten. Five, four, three, two, one, and touchdown to the Raiders. I told you. You give these guys some time, and they're going to make you pay for it. And they score with one play. And I want to say it was a easy 55-yard run into the end zone for the quarterback. The kid was able to really kind of find a seam there and run it all the way from zone to zone. And now, just like that, with 131 remaining, it now makes it a 22-12. You know they're going to go for two. And you know they're going to go for an onside kick. So in Raider language, 131 is an eternity. You don't want to give them the ball back, so this will become quite a chess match between coaches versus coaches. They're getting a late substitution in. They'll spot the ball, blow the whistle, and we'll get this two-point conversion underway. 22-12, to 12, 12U game of the week right here on the official radio station for the South Carolina Youth Football Association on Southern Sports Central. I'm Richie Alvin, Clinton Robinson Sr., with us earlier, here's the run up the middle, and he met up with guess who? Another guy that I retained coach. If you're a Fort Chester Patriot, you better find out where that kid's going too, coach, because uh, number 77 is all business in the front and handling his size very well. 131 remaining. Now we'll see what we got here because it is a 10 point game, and that's a big difference. Because eight points, they can score a touchdown, get two points, and it's a tie ball game. But now, these guys have got to score twice. And with 131, I don't know if I see it in the cards. The exciting news between the Battle of the North and the Dragon Rights for 364 days after today. We're on a Halloween. Somebody's getting a trick and somebody's getting a treat, and this is over. I'm not only the coach of Pratt, as he was here. He is the athletic director of the fort and the head football coach that he enjoys watching the eight. The eight, you guys, a lot because of the way that they just they tackle. You know, they get after it. The way they go down and try to take their legs out and uh, almost as if they tackle <laughs> some of the guys at different levels, be it the 8, 10, 12, or the Friday Night Lights guys. You know, right now it's a different ball game because, uh, you know, because of keeping safety at the forefront. I'm all about safety, but I'm also all about you know, understanding the sport you play. If you're looking for a contact sport, there's a baseball field or a softball field near you that you can kind of jump on. If you're looking for a collision sport, a gladiator sport, well, this sport right here, that's the sport for you. We'll wait and see what we got here. And let's get under this one with 130, counting it down, 22 to 12 is the lead for the fourth 12U program up over the 12U Raiders. Next week, we'll uh, be back under the light. Don't forget, tonight at midnight, set those clocks back. If your cell phone is your watch like it is at my house, it'll do it for you. Going to get an extra hour of sleep. Thank you, Mother Nature. Some people might show up to church tomorrow an hour early. That'd be a first. And of being on time, you'll be early. Good for you. You know what they say, if you're on time, you're late. We'll see who's there early. Everybody looking at the stocks right now thinking, that's you. We'll see what we have, what happens here tonight. As again, just good football. It's been three great nights of football. Thursday night, you get the JV and the B team getting it on. They've got one more week, by the way. That will uh, wrap it up next week. 
Then Friday Night Lights, that'll kick off. Again, if you're uh, a fan of the sport, you can find us right here on uh, FD Sports TV. Of course, we give you live leads on social media at SO Sports Central and on Southern Sports Central, which we also cover other games throughout the night on uh, Friday night. But FD Sports TV, we give you the actual in-game action with interviews, updates, and play-by-play from the beginning to the end. Free game starts at 7.20, kickoff at 7.30. You hear myself, Eddie Tilly, and Clint Robinson Sr. And they're going to go on their win formation. Check this out. With 1-9 on the clock, that should probably do it here tonight. It's been a, another an amazing night of uh, Friday, excuse me, Saturday Night Lights. Brought to you by our good friends over at the South Carolina Youth Football Association. I want to thank uh, Jay Williams for all that he does for the community and all the commissioners, head coaches, and just anybody and everybody, team moms who play a major role in making sure that these boys are where they need to be at, and some of the girls. You know, some of these organizations have cheerleaders, so that's a whole nother can of worms that you got to handle on a Saturday morning or Saturday night, depends on when your schedule is committing. For you guys who are in the playoffs, Congratulations, Luther or not. We've got something to work on. 26 seconds, and the final play is now said and done. And like that, that'll wrap it up for our regular season. But don't go anywhere. Next week, it's playoffs. will be between Ashley Ridge and Stratford. Six games will be balling out. And it will be one heck of a battle between the 8, the 10, and the 12. We're all final here. As the bell whistles, the horn blows, and that will do it here on a Saturday night. It is a 12-U win for the fourth, 22-12, a 2-1. And the bragging rights will stay at the fort in the Battle of the North, guys. On behalf of all of us here in Southern Sports Central, South Carolina Youth Football Association, we wish you guys an enjoyable weekend, a safe Halloween, and don't forget those clocks. We'll see you next week, guys. Take care. <laughs>